Hi, this is Sarah Buino. Welcome to Conversations with the Wounded Healer. Today's guest, I'm really excited to share with you. She's another new friend from Instagram, and her name is Aisha. And she practices a form of energy healing called the Emotion Code. And I'm not going to tell you too much about it because I want to give her a chance in our interview to describe what it is, but I'm so curious about it myself. And I'm literally just waiting till I can like save up a little bit more money in order to do it because I'm already doing like all of the healing modalities. So let me tell you a little bit more about Aisha. She says, in 2016, I left a thriving career in IT corporate Canada to form Aisha Heals with a mission to help people live life to their fullest by helping them get rid of their emotional baggage. I chose to be a stay-at-home mom without sacrificing my passions and dreams. It gives me deep inner peace that I'm able to reach out to so many people on a daily basis and give them hope and show them light. I truly believe that I am healing myself as I help people heal. We are one. We are connected and we are in this together. So please enjoy my interview with Aisha. Hello, Aisha. Welcome to Conversations with a Wounded Healer. Hi, Sarah. Thank you so much for having me. I truly appreciate that. I am really excited about this. Yet another awesome Instagram connection. Oh, yeah. That's how we are making connection these days. And so far, I had great opportunities of meeting great people ever since I have started using the Instagram and so glad to have crossed paths with you. Yay! Awesome. <laughs> so I guess let's just start with telling people a little bit about who you are and what you do. Wherever you want to start with that is good with me. All right. Sounds great. So yeah, my name is Aisha Ahmed. Academically, I'm a computer science graduate. I've worked with IT Corporate for a good over eight years. But while I was working with the corporate, although it was very financially rewarding, it was great. It was like a lot of progress. But there was always this something within me that would tell me that this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. And I always had this inner nudge that there is more to life than just working nine to five. And I have to reach out to people and I have to help them. So that's when I came across and back in 2016, I was on my maternity leave and I had a lot of time to kind of contemplate and think about my next steps. And one thing I knew was that I have to be serious about, you know, what I really want in life. Mm -hmm. And that's when I came across this amazing book, The Emotion Code by Dr. Bradley Nelson. And like they say, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. So yeah. that's what exactly happened. And it's so interesting. And I tell people that till this date, I have not finished reading that book. I was hmm. just halfway through and I knew that this is something oh. I have to do. And I instantly, you know, registered for the certification. And that's how it all started. So then I got certified in body code healing system as well. It's also, you know, created by Dr. Bradley Nelson. So I can explain a little bit more about what exactly it is and how it works. Yeah. Yeah, please. All right. So basically, the emotion code and the body code are like energy healing techniques, which help us to identify and release trapped emotions. So the concept is basically that any time we feel a strong emotion that our body is not able to process that energy, that's when it gets trapped somewhere in our body and it gets attached to any weak organ gland or system that it finds. And when it gets trapped there, there are a few things that start happening right away. The first is that it starts steering to the tissue and the organ where it is attached to. And then it makes you very, very reactive. It mm -hmm. messes up with your energy field. And that's how all the pain and not only physical, but emotional, psychological problems manifest because of all this emotional baggage of so many trapped emotions in our body. 
So what we do with the emotion code is we connect with the subconscious mind. So that's the beautiful part of this whole process that we don't work with the conscious mind because consciously we don't even remember what we had for dinner like last week right <laughs> right yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah so our conscious memory is very very limited we are only using 1% of the processing power of the brain but subconscious mind is like this huge database that has mm-hmm. all the information of all the events and incidences that you know we went through and not only that it has information about our ancestors and what we are mm-hmm. carrying in our dna and all that we use a technique it's called muscle testing applied kinesiology and through that we connect with the subconscious mind and that's where we get the information about which trapped emotion is stuck in the body and you know things like when it was trapped what was mm. it related to and all that stuff and then we bring that energy to surface and because emotions are also energy and intention mm-hmm. is also energy so we combine both and we use uh, governing meridians so a little bit of science as well and then we release that energy entirely from the body and so what we are doing really is we are removing all these roadblocks that are in our body and by doing that body heals itself and so any kind of issues emotional psychological physical they start getting better because the root cause is no more there so that's right. what you know makes it so fascinating and beautiful and so different from western medicine which is treating the symptoms rather than the cause exactly with yeah. western medicine all we are doing is suppressing everything or right. treating the symptoms but with this that's why you know i see miracles happen like with myself i have so many stories to share please like i was suffering with chronic back pain ever since i had my first daughter mm. and it was at the point that i it was impacting my day to day life and i was in chiropractic office for 3 times a week it was that bad and it wow. was only let me go about a day or so and then i would have to go back for another adjustment and as i was learning this emotion code and i was not even 100% aware of the whole process but i started releasing trapped emotions from my body and one fine day i got up and i had no pain and it wow. was so strange it was like the whole day i was expecting it to come back because uh, how bad <laughs> how is that possible that you know where did the pain go but till this day it never came back it's been a year and a half now so then i realized that the trapped emotions that i released were stuck in that part of my body and when mm-hmm. i released them there was no point for the pain to be there anymore because the body does not need to give me that signal anymore right i remember when i was first learning reiki and It was such a hard concept for me to understand that the energy body is essentially like the first line of defense mm-hmm. for actual like physical symptoms and the physical symptom is the body's last chance of telling you you're doing it wrong. That's true. That's true. And how different it is from what we have learned all our lives like right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious for you because if you were in IT for a really long time and working in that field I imagine you're ridiculously intelligent which intellect is one thing and spirit is another so was there a moment for you where you kind of opened up to these sorts of like energy modalities or was this something that was also a part of your life growing up So that's very interesting because I learned Reiki when I was only 20 years old. Mm. So that was something I was always inclined towards like the spiritual side of things and learning about it and I was doing meditations in my early 20s so in mm-hmm. that way now when I look back I feel like that was all part of my soul's journey to bring yeah. me to this path and I was doing that just as a side hobby. 
I would say that just mm-hmm. out of curiosity. So I was not even kind of trying to practice it on somebody, maybe on, you know, friends and family, but not as anything mm-hmm. serious. It's just that I wanted to learn about how it works and how the energy principles and all that stuff. So that's the thing. When I came to this point, I knew that Although IT is very fascinating and it's a good, rewarding job, it runs the family, but I have to make a decision for myself. Like, is this where I see myself 10 years from now or would I rather find what my soul calling is? So then when I came across this book, I knew and there's always something that triggers us towards the path that we have to take. So in my case, it was my daughter. We came Mm -hmm. to Canada in 2014. Before that, I was in Pakistan and back Mm -hmm. home. We had a huge family. So my daughter being the first granddaughter on both sides was like always surrounded with people. And she was very pampered and loved. And she was used to of having so many people around her. Mm -hmm. And then we bring that poor girl, the three-year-old, to Canada. (laughs) And at that time, she did not know the language, all new faces. Mm. And I started working right away. So she was spending her entire day in the daycare away Mm. from mom and dad and then when I would come home because it was our struggling phase I was still working I was still on my laptop I was still on the calls and at that time I did not even have time to realize how much it is impacting her but then you know with time I saw these symptoms where she was getting very very sad and she would always say you don't love me you don't care for me and I would be like where is this coming from but now I know what was causing that but so yeah the long story short it came to a point where I had to sit down and find help for her because I knew that Mm -hmm. damage is being done and now I have to do something. So even at that time, I I was not thinking of getting any kind of medical intervention. I was looking for Reiki help. So I started giving her Reiki and I saw some difference, but there was still a lot of issues with her and there was a lot of aggression and a lot of sadness and Mm. grief. So that's what has put me to find out more things. And I was I was thinking, should I be uh, trying meditation with her? I explored hypnotherapy and all that stuff. But ever since I started doing the emotion code, that's why I really pray for Dr. Bradley Nelson that I tell Mm -hmm. him that, you know, you gave me my daughter back. So, you know, God bless you. So that's how beautiful it was. So she was back to her true self. She was just happy. What you expect from a seven-year-old, that's Mm -hmm. how she is. She's happy. And now it has come to a point that she has learned so much in the process that after a year of working on her, now, if she has a hard time with her friends or having just a bad day, she's so aware of these feelings and emotions that she would come me and ask me to check if she has got a trapped emotion. Oh, so. <laughs> oh what a precious girl. <laughs> I know. And it's so beautiful. And I'm like, I feel so accomplished that, OK, it's good that you understand. And without reacting, you're able to understand that there is help and we can do something about it. Wow, that's so cool. I mean, as you're telling that story, I'm thinking about from the lens of psychology, this was Mm -hmm. a trauma for her. It was, it was. Yeah, being taken from her homeland and all of her family and then having her parents, quote unquote, abandon her was absolutely trauma, even though it was what needed to happen. That's true. That's exactly what I found in her. Lots of abandonment emotion was trapped. Mm. Lots of insecurity, lots of fear, lots of even, you know, anger and bitterness and all that. You would think that a three-year-old, how can they... But that's how it is. They feel just like us. And even if they are not able to express the way they are feeling, but then it comes out in many different forms. Well, that's even more part of the trauma is that they can't explain it. They can't tell you you're abandoning me. They're just like, I'm sad. You don't love me. And 
you can't explain to them why this is necessary because their prefrontal cortex doesn't get it. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I'm just thinking of what a great compliment this would be with therapy, having somebody do both of these things, because we know now in the field of psychotherapy that trauma isn't released by talking. It's, it's oh. somewhere in the body. And there's so much movement now towards body based work. I'm in a training for something called sensory motor psychotherapy, mm -hmm. which is a bottom up process. And I think it's all getting at the same thing, but with a different modality. Yeah, you are absolutely right. It can complement all these modalities. Even in my last workshop with Dr. Bradley, he was telling us that in a cancer institute in America, they are now having body code practitioners come in and out to help mm. them. So that's how beautiful it is because, you know, it's like looking at the root cause of the issues, working with the subconscious mind, which knows right. what's wrong and working at that level. And then definitely the results can be so huge. I saw my therapist this morning and I was just talking about this. So I'm reading a book called Power Versus Force by David oh, yeah. Hawkins. Have you read it? It's a beautiful book. I yes. love it. Yes. <laughs> what I've been wanting to do really is figure out a way to study denial. And uh -huh. I was like, how do you study denial if people don't know that they're having it? But then he writes about muscle testing. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're doing. That's exactly what we are doing. Yes. So... Can you describe what a session would look like for someone who might be interested in trying this? Because I know what muscle testing is and many of our listeners might, but some of them might not. Oh, yeah, sure. So it's a beautiful process. The way I do it, there are so many ways like of doing the muscle testing. Some people like to do it in person. But for me, being a stay-at-home mom, having a two-year-old, so it's more convenient that I do proxy sessions. So mm -hmm. the way the proxy session works is once I have a person's consent and I have all the information about their full name, their age, and the list of issues they want me to work on, I connect with them energetically because through muscle testing, we can also access that other person's energy field. And then mm -hmm. we connect with it. And once we are able to do that, then I'm getting answers on muscles of my hands. Mm -hmm. But those answers are coming from their subconscious mind. So mm -hmm. human mind has this amazing capability of setting aside its own needs and working as a proxy for others. So that's right. what we do here. And after that, I do the sessions. If I'm doing, for example, an emotion code session, I usually keep on asking the subconscious mind, is there a trapped emotion I can release that is causing this XYZ issue for a person? Mm. And I keep on going and I keep on releasing for as long as their body lets me to do it. Hmm. And at the end of the session, I get on a phone call with them. And then that's when we have the opportunity to connect with each other, discuss mm -hmm. the results. And if they have any questions, they can ask me. And then I also explain how the processing would look like, although it looks very simple that I'm just releasing trapped emotions. But sometimes people have a hard time processing because it's like, we have released those emotional energies from the body, but the subconscious might want to yeah. bring certain memories or events to the conscious mind so that you can also consciously let go of it and know yeah. that this was the issue. So it's a beautiful process for mm. some people. They instantly feel lighter and happier and at peace and all that. But for some, they have to go through that hard processing time for two to three days before they get feeling better and having all the good impacts from the session. Mm -hmm. So that's how it works with the body code. It's like it deals with health of the energy body where we release mm -hmm. emotions and correct block chakras and meridians. But there is a physical side as well where we look for things like any parasitic infections, any pathogen infections, mm -hmm. toxins in the body. If 
person has any food or nutritional deficiencies, any misalignment, structural imbalances, and address those according to person's body needs. So it just does not stay with just releasing the emotions. It goes far beyond that. But the process works in the same way. We do the healing session and then we get on a call. We discuss about everything. And so, you know, muscle testing gives you this flexibility of either doing it on the person's Mm -hmm. hand if they are in front of me or me acting as a proxy for them and doing it on myself. Mm -hmm. When you do it on yourself, do you do the ring finger to thumb method? Yes, I do the ring on ring method. That's my preferred method. Mm -hmm. So this is so fascinating. I want to do every single modality that I ever hear about. I'm like, ooh, I want to get trained in it and be able to do all of it. There's just not time in this lifetime. I know that, yeah. But it's amazing. It's so simple. When you do it, it looks like you're just following the mind maps and you're just following the process. But the effects, oh my God, they are so profound. And I see miracles happen. Another best thing about this is that Dr. Bradley says that this is the work that he feels like it came to him from God, from higher power universe. Mm -hmm. So what we do before each session is we connect to the God and we connect to him for help and to assist us during the process. And it's so beautiful because I cannot insist it enough that we can do nothing if it's not being guided or, you know, supported by that higher power. Mm -hmm. And so just invoking that, we see beautiful results. Has belief in a higher power always been part of your life? Yes, for me, yeah, it Mm -hmm. has always been. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting that I end up talking with a lot of people who have some sort of religious wounding and then end up spiritual in a different way. But Mm -hmm. uh, it's lovely to hear that it's been a constant for you. Oh, yeah, for sure. And with the more that I'm doing this work, I feel like not only am I growing spiritually, but all other beliefs are also being strengthened that, yes, that's how this universe flows. And there is something bigger than all of us that's guiding us. And all we have to do is just open up our consciousness and open up to receive. And that's when we get all that help. Right. In Power Versus Force, he talked about the idea of basically, from what I understand, kind of like Akashic Records, that everything is available and accessible to us and we just have to learn how to tap in. And that's essentially what people who have psychic abilities do or like divination tools are really just tapping into that larger consciousness that has all the information. That's absolutely correct. You can give it different names, but at the very base, that's what it is. (laughs) Right, right. I feel like I'm at the point in my own spiritual journey where I'm starting to fear that there's going to be a disconnect for me and being able to communicate some of this stuff to my clients because a lot of this I feel like is hard to explain in a linear, concrete way. I agree with you. I agree. And what I have learned from my experience working with so many people every day is that not everyone is at that part of their personal journey where they would get it no matter how much you want to help them. And at that time, we have to stop because, you know, yeah, we have to let them experience it their own way. And then maybe one day they will get to a point where there's no way they cannot face the truth. It's a hard one, I know. But that's so beautiful that what I feel is so many people are more ready than ever for this. Yes. That's amazing. Like if I had talked to somebody like five years ago, they would be looking at me like, 
what is she talking about? Right. But now they want to learn more. They want to indulge in it. And that's so beautiful. And what I have seen personally is when I start doing this work, something happens in so many people They just, you know, it's like an instant awakening for them. And that's yeah. the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. Like they get on this path and yeah. they're ready to connect with their inner truth and their inner self. And I feel like I've done my work. There's nothing better I could do for them. And now they are on the right path and they will find their way. Right. Where are you in Canada? I am in Ontario, Toronto. Ontario, Toronto. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Because I feel like in Chicago, there's a real opening for this as well. There's mm -hmm. just some sort of collective push that I feel like a lot of people are moving in this direction. But I've spent time in Texas and in Nashville and kind of other places where I don't necessarily feel that same thing. So I'm glad to oh. hear that it's opening in Toronto. It is, it is. But the other part of my work is because I'm working remotely, I am mostly working with people in America. For some reason, mm. number of my Canadian clients is very less compared really? to... Yes, that's very interesting. So what I'm that doing is. now is... Yes. What I'm doing now is I'm doing local workshops to reach out to my community here. Mm. So I've recently started doing that. But because we are also connected through internet, like it doesn't even matter where you are. So right. I have clients all over the world, like from back home, from here, from America, Germany, Australia, you name it. And mm. they get the same benefits. That's the beauty of it. They don't have to be with me. They don't have to visit me and take out that right. time. I can just work on them. And then, you know, they find they get mm. the benefits out of it. Well, since you mentioned you have some clients back home, I'm really curious about the cultural differences there, about the understanding or maybe even the fear of this. Because I know in Christianity, the way that I was raised, my mom was extraordinarily fearful of any sort of divination type thing because it was somehow connected with the devil. So <laughs> I'm oh. curious about your experience of what people from home think. Oh, yeah. So in the beginning, people were not very open about it. I'll be honest. Mm. But I started with my family and with my family, like growing up, they have seen me do all these kind of crazy things that nobody yeah. would be doing, like awesome. getting into Reiki and doing the fourth dimension meditations and whatnot. Mm. So they are they were like already opened up about it. And when I worked on them and they found the results. It was beautiful. They were like educating me and they were like telling everyone that you have to try this. So, you know, what I did was I started with my close family and friends and then I grew my circle because the best thing you can do is if somebody gets better, they are your best advocate. Right. So that's how I work, that I worked with people. And when they saw results, they would talk to some other people. And during that process, definitely, there were some people who were asking me a lot of questions, who had a lot of confusion about how this can work. Because from their background and our cultural perspective, they were thinking that I might have gotten some psychic powers or I'm using help from, you know, like you said, devil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I heard that. But then when I explained to them how this works and I told them that even you have this ability to do it. Right. And then, you know, when I explained the muscle testing or I showed them, that's what really opened them up. And now I don't get it anymore, like just a year and a half into it. I don't wow. get it anymore. People are really open to it. They believe it that I'm working on them. And they even tell me that, oh, yeah, I felt it right away when you were doing it. And it was amazing. So, you know, it's great. Mm. I've made some progress. <laughs> That's really cool. And probably a lot of credit to your parents for being so open minded and giving you space to explore all of these things. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. My dad, he was like my biggest supporter. 
Whatever wow. I would do, he would always be like, oh, yeah, listen to her. She knows what she's doing. So, you know, when you wow. get that kind of support growing up, that just lets you fly with your wings open and explore whatever comes your way. And maybe that's why I got this courage to move out from the corporate, because that was not yeah. an easy decision. Trust me, because it's like you're feeding your family. It's a good, rewarding mm -hmm. job. And I did not know back then how people will take it or how much I will be able to make out of it. Everyone has to pay their bills. And mm -hmm. no matter how much you want to, of course, we want to help people. But at the same time, it's a good thing. The response I got right from the start, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And then I knew right away that it doesn't matter, even if it's going to take some more time, I will get there and it doesn't matter. But getting to that point was a big decision. Yeah, I bet. And was your mm -hmm. family supportive of that? Oh, my husband is a sweetheart. So he's no. <laughs> also, you know, he's the second reason why I am doing it. I still remember that I was hesitant when I mm. did the emotion code, because like I said, with the emotion code, I just right away knew I have to do it. But the next mm. step was the body code. And it was a lot of investment and a lot of, you know, mm. time consuming and all that. So he was the one he was like, I don't want you to waste a minute more and just do it. You can do it. So, you know, I had wow. that kind of encouragement from him. And because he has seen me work and all that, he's also in IT. But now hmm. he's learned all that. He learned the muscle testing and he can do the emotion code and navigate through the body code. So now we are at a point where I am telling him that you also need to get certified just for yeah. yourself. <laughs> nice. Let's see where it gets. But, you know, that's the plan. <laughs> I'm just really in awe of, of you having such supportive men in your life. My husband's amazing, but he's a skeptic through and through. Uh, and so his first reaction to anything is that's bullshit. And then, <laughs> and then later, once he sees that it works, he's like, oh, OK, all right, fine. There's something to that. But I think I just think that's so cool that you've gotten that consistent level of encouragement. It's just that's beautiful to hear. I know. I actually feel I'm very blessed in that category that yes. there was no resistance whatsoever from any man in my life. Like my husband, my father, my brothers, they're always like by my side so I can do whatever I want. And then, you know, they also they are very proud of me, actually, yeah. which is really sweet. I really enjoy it when they are talking to people about me and, you know, what I do. And it's good to have that support system because then I don't have to worry about all this home stuff and convincing people and I can put right. all my energy towards people that really need me. And right. trust me, as I'm working with people, I feel so much gratitude in my heart and I feel yeah. so blessed about everything because people are so miserable. I, yeah. I hear stories that just are so sad. And then I feel the gratitude that at least I am able to help them in some way. Yeah. I'm able to put my energies in that direction and put my focus more towards others. So that's beautiful. Yeah. It just makes me think of the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. You've really got a lot of everything met, right? The basic needs as well as the emotional needs. And that just is a platform for you to give. That's true. That's amazing. Yeah. Mm. So are you a healer? Okay. So <laughs> <laughs> so you've been thinking about this. I can tell. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't call myself a healer. And if somebody tells me that, what I say is you all are your own healers. All right. I am doing is just assisting you in that process. So I don't necessarily like to call myself a healer, but that's what I tell everyone, that mm -hmm. we are all our own healers. And I heal myself as I am healing you. So we are all mm -hmm. in this together. Mm hmm. Yeah. One of my guests said, if I'm a healer, then we all are. And I, yeah. I just really resonated with that because I find it interesting, the people who 
will take the word and be like, yes, I'm a healer. And then the people who are like, no, I'm a conduit. It's just fascinating to me because I think it depends on the way that you're defining healer and I guess whatever experiences you've had or experiences you've heard of, of what healers are, because I think there are people who have unfortunately used probably not even healing powers, but used their own power in a Mm -hmm. differential against people and really hurt people. That's absolutely true. So that's why, you know, I stay away from the word, but I have nothing against it. It's a beautiful word. And that's what I tell everyone that all I'm doing is releasing these blocks that are in your way. But my point is to connect you with your inner healer. And if Mm -hmm. I've done that, I feel like I've done my work. So we all are healers. We all can heal ourselves, but we can also heal others as well. So it's Mm -hmm. all a God-given gift. Mm -hmm. And like you said, that the more ethical you are about how you use this gift is Mm -hmm. what makes the difference. Yeah. Have you been witness to any people misusing the gift? Fortunately, I have not came Mm -hmm. across any such Mm -hmm. people. So maybe. But what I find time and again is the people who come to me, some of my clients, they tell me that somebody was telling me the other day that there is a healer. She had gotten like 100 sessions with him. Can you believe that? (gasps) Oh, my gosh. And she's like, I'm so scared to try something new because he said that if you go to somebody else, you'll not be healed or, you know, it will be. Ah. be." So I said that this should be the number one red flag. Like if somebody is trying to help you, why would they try to stop you? And why would they instill this fear in you? And 100 sessions. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I can't even believe that. Right. Yeah. I hear all these stories, but I don't like to judge. What I tell them is that there was a reason you went through that experience. You must have to learn something. And that's how we all grow. Right. So if you're not a healer, are you a wounded healer? Oh, I associate (laughs) much better with that word. Yeah, for sure. Yes, I am. Yes, I am, ma'am. Yeah, it's a very beautiful word. And when you said it the first time, I was thinking to myself, nothing fits better than this word when it Mm -hmm. comes to defining my journey. Basically, you know, when I started working and I started clearing my emotional baggage and worked with my immediate family, what I realized was that as I'm getting better, it should not stop me from helping other people. Like, I don't believe that we can come to a point where we can claim that we are 100% healed and now we are ready to reach out to other people. So I went with it. And even till this day, trust me, as I'm working with people, so many things get triggered in me. And then I'm like, wow, I thought that was healed. And I thought, I was over that trauma, (laughs) then that makes me go back and work Mm -hmm. on myself. So it's a beautiful journey, you you know, so like I say, I'll be healed as I let God teach me to heal other people. So that's what it is. Yeah, it's so funny how I feel like I've developed this spiritual higher self kind of connection to what I know is real. But Mm -hmm. then there's the logical part of me that's still trying to make sense of it all in the same language. And It's so hard for me to describe the levels of healing that you get to once you have, I guess, the basic traumas healed and then the ancestral trauma like that, I think, is fascinating. And I love that science is starting to understand that with epigenetics. Right. But this is an energetic concept we've known about for a long time. I'm glad you talked about it. First off, you are very right that with each layer of healing, we get another layer and another layer and another layer and it never stops. And I think if Mm -hmm. it stops, it's end of life. So that's how we keep on going and evolving. Well, I'd say even end of spirit because we keep evolving. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But go on. (laughs) 
<laughs> so with the emotion code, another beautiful thing is that when we talk about trapped emotions, it's not just that we get trapped emotions through our life experiences. We also inherit mm-hmm. them. So when at the time of conception, we can either get it from our mom or our dad, and then we are born with those trapped emotions. And the beauty of this work is that sometimes these emotions go back in generations. Like right. the farthest we have found is like 88 generations ago, an ancestor had a trauma and it had Did trickled down. Did you say 88? Yes, 88. Whoa. And so think of all these thousands of years in between <sighs> and... Then that was surfacing in somebody Dr. Bradley was working on. And not only that, when we find these inherited emotions or traumas, we are able to release them from the whole ancestral line. So from the ancestor that it generated down to whoever we are working on. And that's so beautiful. It's like you are doing generational clearing. Yes. And because, you know, their energy is still there. We can't see it, but they are there. And sometimes during the workshops, what's interesting is that there are some people who say that they can see spirits or they can feel their energies. Hmm. So they have mentioned so many times that they could see those spirits come when we are removing Hmm. those traumas. Because they also get some relief. And Hmm. then when they are cleared, they just go wherever they came from. Well, in my personal experience, both my parents passed away in 2014, and I've done a lot of work with psychics because I just I just want to know, right? You just right. kind of want to get some sort of connection. And what I have found so fascinating, like in my dad's life, he was a very angry and controlling person. Mm-hmm. And one of the first things a psychic told me was that he lived his whole life in fear and that manifested this anger and this control. But in the afterlife, every time he shows up, I can tell that it's him because he's still what a psychic will tell me still sounds like him. It'll be either a phrase that he would have said or just the manner in which he he liked to pontificate and really educate. So there's Mm -hmm. this like educational piece of it. But I can tell that he had healing because the anger and the fear and all of the stuff that really created a barrier for us to have a true connection in this lifetime is now gone. And I feel like I am able to know his true soul now, whereas I couldn't when he was living. Wow, that's so amazing. And that reminds me of my own story. When I started working on this and my father passed away in 2008. So Mm. when I started working, sometimes it would happen that I'm working on somebody and I'm stuck somewhere. And the first time it happened, I was blown away. Like I actually felt his energy around me. And not only that, I could actually kind of smell him. And after that, I tried to kind of connect with it. And then I just prayed to God to just release these blocks for this person Mm -hmm. and let this session flow. And after that, things happened and I was able to complete the session and we saw immediate results for that person. Mm -hmm. And then it happened another time and another time. So now Mm. I kind of expect it, like whenever I'm stuck, I would expect his energy around. And so then I realized Mm. that maybe he has a role to play in this healing and him showing up. It has to be a reason behind it. And I just need to find what that reason is. So it's so beautiful that just a few weeks ago, I met Dr. Bradley at his workshop and I asked this question, like, why Mm. is this happening? And is there something I can do for him? Mm -hmm. Like, as I'm clearing your people's inherited traumas and everything, I would always think if we can release inherited emotions, can we release other traumas from them as well? So then what his team told me was that definitely I need to clear his heart wall. So mm-hmm. heart wall is, again, it's a beautiful concept that is in the emotion code is that at the time of trauma, our heart kind of tries to protect itself from yeah. the physical damage. 
and it creates a wall around it to protect it. But then that wall creates so many issues for us. It creates so many blocks in our life because we are Mm -hmm. not operating from our core or our heart. And this heart wall is made of just layers and layers and layers of trapped emotions. Mm. And when we release it, that's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. What I tell everyone is that if you want to give yourself one gift, one favor, just get rid of this heart wall. Like do nothing else, but just free your heart from all these barriers. With the heart wall, what happens is that, for example, if there are two people in a relationship and there are a lot of issues. So what's happening is if one person is trying to send emotions of love towards the other person, that emotion has to go through all these walls of fear and sadness and crying and discouragement and rejection and whatever that person has around their heart. And by the time it reaches to the other person, it's no more the energy of love that they try to portray. It's something else. It's like a bad vibe or a very transformed Mm -hmm. energy. And that's what the other person will get and that's what they will react to. And so that's where all the communication issues and issues in the relationship come from. So it's beautiful when we clear those walls. So what they told me is that I need to clear my dad's heart wall and how amazing this is that I'm able to do that. And I had always had this thought in back of my mind that I cleared everyone's heart walls in my family, Mm. but I wish I had a chance to do it for him. But now I know that I can do that. It's just a matter of how emotional you can get connecting with his soul. So it's just a matter of getting past that and just be in that space where I'm ready to do it. So Mm. that's the plan. That brought me to tears, seriously, Mm -hmm. Just, just thinking about... Yeah, the barriers that we put up between each other. and (laughs) That's true. That's true. Yeah, we are still so connected. Like I said, we just have to open up our hearts. We just have to be receptive and then we understand how connected we still are. And it helps us overcome grief as well, right? Yeah, and I'm just so moved because there are people in my life right now that I just, I wish I could connect with. But like we were talking earlier, they're not in a space where they're ready. Mm -hmm. And I'm just... As you were talking about the heart wall, I'm just literally making a visual image of trying to send love to these people and knowing that it's not going to get there and just how, yeah, that's my grief, right? And how sad that is that we can't do anything about that if they're not ready. That's true. That's true. That's true. Oof. Yeah. And, you know, I've also learned something that like we talked about this higher power, sometimes we will do all we can and other person will still not be getting any results. And what I have learned a hard way is that even then, that's not my fault. That's okay. If their soul is not ready, then it's never in my hands. All I do is just do my best and whatever I can do to help them. But there will always be like 1% of people. They will just not be ready for it. Right. Only 1%? (laughs) I feel like there's only like 1% who is ready for it. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That was really touching. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, I feel like, gosh, I feel like we've talked about so much already, but is there anything that we haven't talked about that you really want to make sure people know? I think we have covered pretty much everything. What I tell everyone is just try it. There's no harm. Just like you go to a new doctor or a new therapy or a new modality, try it for yourself and see how you feel. Because the thing is, as I'm working remotely, people always have these questions as to would it work on me? Like, are you really working on me and all that stuff? But we have to understand that 
each and every one of us have a very unique energetic signature. And mm-hmm. what I am doing is I'm connecting to your energetic signature. So I will just be working on you when I'm connected to you. There is no doubt that I'm working on anyone else in the world. Just like if I dial your number, I'll always expect you to pick up and it's your personal number. So that's mm-hmm. what energy is. It's your own personal signature. And then what I tell people is just give it a try. Just see how you feel. And that's another thing that I do. I never tell people, you know, when people are in need, they would always ask, would it get better? And you know what I tell them is, I don't know. Let's expect the best and let's try our best and let's hold this intention that it will work beautifully. Mm -hmm. And then let's go into it because definitely I don't believe in making claims. I don't believe in trying to give any false hope. But then when we see things happen for people, it's so heartwarming. It's so beautiful. Mm. Oh, this was wonderful. It was amazing. It was great. I'm so glad we connected. I know. This is the (laughs) beauty of Instagram. And it's funny whenever I post something and I do the hashtags because that's what you're supposed to do. But the hashtags have really gotten people to look at my post. And then once you look at my post and like something, then I look at you. And then I was like, holy shit, this is awesome. So (laughs) this is the magic of hashtags that united us. That's amazing. And not only that, I would never have thought in a million years that I'll be working from my home Mm -hmm. just with my computer, able to reach out so many people every day and not even moving myself out of the place. So that's amazing. That's beautiful. That's how connected we are. Right. It's interesting how we have energetically and spiritually the interconnectedness and now the internet has given us actual physical connectedness (laughs) that's true that's so true that's beautiful yeah yeah Aisha if people wanted to get a session from you how do they reach out to you what's the best way to get you so the best way is you can find me on Instagram and Facebook I have the same handle Aisha Heels or they can go directly to my website www.aishaheels.com over there, they will see a form. They just send it over to me and that's where we'll start talking about the process and I'll guide them through. So I'll be sending you a form very soon because I absolutely have to try this. Oh, I'll be happy to help you. I'll be be glad. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I seriously want to do everything. My husband's going to be like, how much money are you spending again on all these healing (laughs) techniques? Like, don't worry, buddy. I'm the breadwinner right now. (laughs) Don't worry about it. But that's the thing, you know, if you like something, then why not? And that's another thing what I've learned during the process is when I did emotion code. And at that time, I remember when I was registering, they asked me, would you be interested in the body code? And I'm like, oh, no way. I'm just going to do emotion Mm -hmm. code. And as I'm doing it and I realized that there's more to healing a person than just the trapped emotions. And that's Mm -hmm. what made me go to the body code. And then when I did that, Even today, I don't feel like I'm closed and this is all that I would be doing. Maybe tomorrow something else will come up that can complement something that I'm doing. And I'm very open for it. Like you said that, you know, I have this hunger to get it all. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I think we should be open and that's how it should be. It's okay. It's okay to spend some money and, you know. (laughs) Right, right. Because it's for our soul's good. I mean, come on. (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing. (laughs) We have to heal ourselves. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, this has just been so special and I'm so excited to have met you. And I really, really appreciate your time and being on the show. I'm so glad you asked for it. And I love talking to you. It was great. Thank you, Aisha, so much for spending time with me and sharing everything that you do with our guests. 
To find more information about Aisha, you can visit our website at www.headhearttherapy.com slash podcast. Thank you as always to the Creative Imposter Studios for editing, to Liam O'Donnell for the album art, and to Ben Mueller for our theme music. Thanks so much. Until next time. Bye-bye.